Last weekend, had the opportunity of being on a winter retreat. 25 junior high youth, parents, adults. We went to Camp Omega in Waterville, and it was a great weekend. We had even an opportunity to use the snow tubing hill, and boy, that was fun. Whee! The content of the retreat was about choosing kindness. Choosing kindness. It's a good thing to do. It's the right thing to do. But as we looked at over the weekend with the kids, it is also a God thing to do. For Jesus invites his disciples to choose to love, to be kind in their thoughts, in their words, and in their actions. Kindness is the way of discipleship. At the end of the retreat, when it came time to leave, we got into the various cars and all, and most folks were on the way out to head to McDonald's. And um, I was driving the church van, Wanda, had about seven kids in the back, and I wanted to make sure that they have their seatbelts on, right? Safety is always important. So I went to the back of the van, and I opened up the door, and remember, we were on a kindness retreat, right? We didn't get out of the parking lot, and what I heard inside the van was far from being kind. She touched me, Pastor Walt. He wasn't being nice to me back and forth, bicker, 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 right? If you have kids, you've heard it before, right? That's what was happening in the van. And we were leaving a kindness retreat. I said, gang, we're not even out of the parking lot. You go up there, you go over there, stop touching this one. Let the bang, close the door and walking around. And I kept saying to myself, choose kind, choose kind, choose kind, choose kind. And I got into the van. And a year ago, you got to know the backstory. A year ago, the very same retreat, the very same time, went to start the van and it didn't work. The battery had died. But that wasn't going to be the problem this year because we had a brand new battery in the van. So I sit in there, put the key in the ignition. Nothing. It wouldn't start. The battery was fine, but something else didn't work. And at that point, the thoughts that were going through my mind were not kind. It was so much easier to talk about kindness inside the retreat when everything was, was, was pretty, pretty good. But there, outside in the cold, it got a lot harder to practice kindness. In the real world, there sometimes is a disconnect between what we hear Jesus talk about and how we should behave, how we hear that on retreat or in sanctuary, but then when we go out into the parking lot and we have to face things, things fall apart. You know what? The gospel writer Luke knew about this. He knew how hard it is to live out discipleship following Jesus in the real world. 
And so when he tells the story of Jesus' life ministry, he sets it not in some idyllic mountain retreat with waterfall and relaxing music playing in the background. When he talks about the kingdom of God and Jesus' ministry, he goes right for the brokenness. Right for where things are falling apart, he tells the story in real time about God's love and kingdom and people whose lives are at one hand searching and longing for that kingdom and at the other hand part of the brokenness and the falling apart of that kingdom. The crowd that came was filled with dis-ease. It was filled with brokenness. Its spirits had been tested by life in the trenches and it yearned for God's healing, wholeness, and restoration. And before Jesus talks about the kingdom, he gives a sign, God's presence and power. He cures the crowd. We're told all in the crowd were healed. Of whatever brokenness, whatever affliction, whatever thing they were falling apart. And then he teaches. He announces the good news. He announces a path through this life of brokenness. And it's a path that is unusual. It's alternate. It goes against what we might say is common sense. Jesus talks about a reversal a reversal, blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Now, in no way that we would think about poverty as a time or a way of being blessed. It's just simply not so. Today or back then, when we think of those in the poor, maybe our sympathy is increased. Maybe we have some pity but also when we think about those in poor poverty, we kind of make judgments as well. If only they would work hard enough. If only they would apply themselves. If only they didn't make the bad choices in life, they would be in a different place like we are. Privilege always looks in and sees itself as blessed, as loved by God and others in maybe a different category who are not like us, who don't worship in the same way, vote in the same way, spend in the same way as we do. But you see, Jesus, when he talks about the kingdom of God, he offers an alternative way of looking at life. Instead of following in the path of the culture, the wisdom of the time, Jesus invites us to a different way of thinking where we see everyone, absolutely everyone, as the beloved child of God. And to drive that point home, the poor, the ones who we would not count in that group, who are pushed to the side in every time and place by people in power, those are center and front and loved by God. But what happens next is Jesus talks about a vision, a dream of God. And when all those who are hungry will be filled. 
and all those who are weeping will laugh. Folks, that's the same dream in Isaiah's time. We've been talking about a lot about Isaiah these last couple of weeks. And in fact, that ancient prophet's words speak true again because they ring to the heart of God. God desires a time when all the brokenness, when all the things that separate will be no more. And people will be brought together. They will gather around a large heavenly feast. There will be no more pain, no more suffering. That's the dream. That's the direction that God heads in. And that's the direction that Jesus' life and ministry head in. And that's the direction that God invites us to travel. Not in the direction of the world, where success is measured by our portfolio, by our acclaim, by what we have been able to accumulate. Not in the success of the world where you count numbers of people who attend a Sunday service. Or you look at a church's bank account and how big the endowment is. Those are the things of the world. But the people of God are invited to look at something different, at that connection with God, a connection made by the love and the grace and the kindness of God. Instead of turning in to look outward, Jesus talks about blessings. He also talks about woes. You see, if you follow the way of the world, if you use the same measures of success for the community of faith, as you do in the marketplace, then you're going to experience woe. Whenever we turn inward on our own strength, we forget that God is part of our picture. We forget to seek, to trust in God's care and kindness. And when that happens, there is woe. Between the blessings and the woe, Jesus talks to the disciples and says, look, if you're going to follow my way, if you're going to trust in God's grace, if you're going to choose kindness and seek it, then you're going to have some trouble. Things are not going to always work your way. You're going to encounter a resistance. You're going to be excluded. You're going to be pushed to the side. You're going to be discounted. But hang in there. Take courage. Take courage because the God who created you and loves you and loves all people, that God is with you in the midst of that exclusion, in the midst of that trouble. Today, we celebrate 10 years of ministry together. It has been a wonderful journey. It has been an unexpected journey. Many challenges and opportunities. Ten years ago, I could not have imagined that we'd face together. We've had to resize ministry, redirect and refocus ministry. Together, we have sought God's guidance and strength. And there have been times when we've gotten it right and times when we've not gotten it as right. But amidst all of that, God's grace and presence was there. In word, in sacrament, community brought together by God. As we begin this next decade of ministry together, may we seek God's wisdom and kindness 
May we choose to follow Jesus and use Jesus' standards as we measure our ministry together. May we be given the patience as we get in the van and drive down the road. Amen.